American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. When your coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced, it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome in, guys, to episode 35 of Coffee and Shell, the podcast. I am your host, No Sleeves, with joined by my co-host, as always, Kesso. And what we're going to do, what we always do, is we start with how Kesso's weekend was. It's been a minute. It's been about a week. Dude, it's been like a week and a half. Yeah, a week and a half. We got to do like a two-for-one week, I think, coming up here. Yeah, we do have to do a two-for-one. Uh, maybe that's like an interview or something coming up. Maybe you know, we uh, we we're in that the dog days of summer, so we got to figure something out. All right. So what have you been up to? Well, give me a give me a give me a highlight of the last ten days. Highlight of the last ten, dude. I've been sick. I've had this cough, so I've been popping Mucinex COVID? Uh, repeatedly. No, I took a test last week and it was negative. So I don't think it's COVID, but uh, just like an annoying cough. Fair enough. Um, went to see the new Top Gun. It was amazing. Haven't seen. Uh, Dude, it like it makes you feel bad about yourself because there's like these dudes that are just like on the beach, like oh, ripped, the running around part, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like uh, Miles Teller has this really cool mustache that it's like, oh, maybe I could pull off a mustache. Maybe I would. Look. And then you're like, I, you look in the mirror and you're like, yeah, I don't look like Miles Teller at all. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was, it was amazing. Um, other than that, man, just you know, being sick and stuff, just been kind of taking it easy um, and just hanging out. Uh, so nothing too exciting, but we are going after we record this today. Um, we have an ultrasound appointment, like a follow-up thing, um, to see the baby again, which is always exciting. See how much she's grown. So that's getting closer. And then, um, you know, I've been working on this other business thing in the background that I'm excited to talk to you about a little bit more. So can we we'll talk about that. it on the podcast or do you, we'll like have to after? do it offline. We'll have to do it offline. Cause I don't like, you know, I like talking about things, but then it's like, this is one of those things that could be like. Two months from now or like 12 months from now, you know? Yeah. Well, respect. So, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that uh, everything's going well. You know, I had a busy weekend. Yeah, you did. You kind of had like a job thing come yeah. up, right? Went, yeah, so, a little bit. Had no, to wait, wait, before, you get, before you get into yeah. that, though, yeah. Sleeves, before you get into that, yeah. every single time I watch the NHL playoffs, and it's just like, you know, me and my wife are sitting there, hey, guys, no sleeves here. And like, we both just like, you know, look at the TV and that's like the most surreal thing ever. Um, Dude, I don't know why. Like, so I'll, I'll give you the background on that a little bit. I forgot all about it. Uh, and I don't think it was on the first round at all. It couldn't have been because um, I was still like doing the subathon. Uh, yeah. But they asked me to record that like two and a half weeks, three weeks before 
that that ever aired so i had completely forgotten about it and the one bad thing was i couldn't get my camera to work they asked me to do it on camera so that it would start like you know the nasher thing where it's like yo guys now what's going on guys nasher here like you know yeah. what i mean so like i could have had my face on there which would have been a lot but i couldn't get my camera to have like good enough oh. lighting for it uh but no it, it is pretty surreal i'm not gonna lie that is uh that's one for the books, I think. And, Dude, uh, it's awesome, man. A, a lesser uh, co-host here would be a little jealous, you know, but I'm going to ride the coattails of those sleeves uh, as far as it takes me in this content. Dude, thing, you're okay. in my bio for it. Yeah, I know. On NHL.com. Right? And the host of Coffee and Shell, the podcast with Kesso Pagui. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Yeah, so, so uh, GWC Europe, let's hear it. Yeah, so we uh, do travel, first of all. You're still navigating, like, COVID. Not to nearly to the extent of obviously what it was. So I'll give you a little background on that. So first, we didn't know, like when we found out, when I found out, or the, the you know, the cast and crew found out that we were going to Netherlands, everyone like assumed Amsterdam. And I don't know where like it came from that that's where it was going to be. Wasn't yeah. in Amsterdam. And it was like six hours away from Amsterdam. So, you know, like that was kind of like, like oh, okay, I guess. Like, okay, whatever. But then we found out that you needed a, your booster shot to fly into the Netherlands, right? And I didn't have my booster. I was double vaxxed or whatever. So, like, I had to rush and go get that. Uh, and then I find out that we're not even flying into into, into um, Netherlands. We're flying into Belgium. We're going, And you don't need, it doesn't need anything there. And then it was a car ride to go to the Netherlands. So we landed, like, Brussels. That's, like, an eight-hour flight. It, the travel, it was, like, from, I flew from, this is the other error I made. So, like, um, I'm so used to traveling now within the U.S. where it's easier to drive across the border. You don't need a COVID test. And then you fly from Buffalo to wherever I'm going. It's what I did in San Jose. It's what I did at Tampa, the Tampa event. It's just far easier because you don't need a COVID test to go back. Uh, but in the States now, to come back internationally, you need a COVID test. In Canada, you don't. So stupid me was like, uh, was like, yeah, okay, I'll fly from Buffalo or whatever instead of Pearson in Toronto. And now I had to get an extra COVID test in the, in the Netherlands. So like, that's a whole other scary thing because if you have COVID, it's like we did, uh, you know, spoiler alert, we didn't. Um, yeah. So I had to get that. Like that was like, a, uh, you know, so I had to go from Buffalo to like Newark. And then I met the guys that are working at the NHL for the event. And then we flew to uh, to, to Belgium, had a car from, from Belgium to Maastricht. And so this city, this city in the Netherlands, I've never been to Europe. The city's called Maastricht, and it's like got 120,000 people there. We drive to the hotel, and the hotel is connected to the convention center where where DreamHacks Festival is and where the GWC is going to be held. And it's like farmland mostly the whole way there. So I'm like, okay, you know, you know we're not going to have a lot of like fun, you know, outside of like, you know, it is what it is. And I was like, okay, I'm just happy to be there. So we get to the hotel, we go check out the convention center, we see what DreamHack's setting up, and the venue. If anyone watched the GWC, it was incredible. It, I have been to almost every LAN event you could be at, and that including 2019's GWC in Vegas at, at the Luxor. It was better than that. It was the best venue you could have. Yeah. Um, couple issues, obviously. Um, DreamHack is is doing the production for GWC, so it was just kind of like a perfect marriage to go at their event um, in the Netherlands. The problem is that like all the play there is the Netherlands isn't big on hockey. So all the players from like Finland and Sweden had to fly in. That was like a whole thing. Like some didn't have passports and they had to drive from Sweden like 16 hours. Like, Damn. anyways, like, so, you know, like other than that, other than where it was located, it was, it was really fun. So we check out the venue. It's awesome. We get a full free day essentially there. It's a six hour time difference. So I knew um, my, my co-host came, Carlin, 
Um, she's on a nine-hour time difference because she lives in L.A. She works for the works for the Kings. Um, she, after we had like a meeting and our lunch, she just kind of went went to like you know went to bed. It was a long travel day for her, as it was for all of us. But I was like, if I go to bed at like three p.m. Maastricht time, that's it. I'm gonna wake up at two. It's all scuffed. So I stayed up thirty hours until like ten p.m. Uh, that first day. Woke up at like eight thirty a.m. Maastricht time, and I was like, okay, bang, we're perfect. So the second night we go down there, like to the downtown, it's like 20 minute walk. There's not really any Ubers you can bike, but we just walked. It was all along this like gorgeous river. I posted some pictures on Instagram. You get down there, dude, it was like this crazy nightlife. Like every single uh, bar and club or whatever was like, you just out on the, on the road and like you had like seats everywhere. It was tons of people. It was so much fun. I had a blast, Um, got to network with a lot of people, then the actual events, uh, my first GWC in person live event. I was a little nervous, but Carlin did all the heavy lifting because she was the the host. Did a phenomenal job. I still give credit to people that can host like live stuff, like hosting on yeah, like filling that like dead air seems to be the most difficult thing as a host right? for sure. But um, like I'm that's like one thing I don't get nervous about. It's a dead air, so like, we had technical okay. difficulties. There was a thing that came up. I guess we can briefly talk about that. Something came up with, for anyone that didn't watch, Ekin was playing Eki in the first semifinal. And those are widely considered the two best players. They had yeah. to play in the semis. And the stage was set up for um, like for FIFA and other events, and uh, which is the reason why, we had to, why they had to tape the show. So like another big thing is the show wasn't live. We taped it, and then two hours later, it went live on Twitch. The time difference, if we would have went live at noon, it would have been 6 a.m. Eastern time. Everyone would have hated it. The issue was is that the venue, they had a $40,000 FIFA tournament go on that night at 4 to 8 p.m. So like we couldn't move it to, to be at 6 p.m. Maastricht or Netherlands time so that everyone could watch it live at noon. It just wasn't in the cards. like that. A lot of people don't realize the business stuff that goes on in the background. Because a lot of people wanted to, uh, it got it's leaked. It's easy to be the armchair quarterback over here. Yeah, right? it got leaked uh. that, it got leaked that um, Eki won. And that's always going to happen, no matter what. Um, but Eki winning. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that was unfortunate. But again, I get to see the other end of it. And it's like when people complain about stuff like the the not live thing, the, people just, I feel like they there's a big sense that the GWC is like they're right. They have a right to this perfect tournament and, and this giant prize pool. Well, big prize pool. And if the GWC ever went away, man, like hut as a whole at the top end like engagement level it craters and you yeah. saw it a lot this year like the the second the open qualifier was done all markets all player bases tanked like 14 wins get to top 50 in hut champs like it's yeah i've, I've seen a lot of people tweeting the hut champs so oh yeah dude wins, if so. I, there's one weekend where i give it a go and i get like 17 to get top 20 that's that's gonna be my twitter banner that i got there i was a go. hut champ but nonetheless, so like, yeah, so like the tournament had some hiccups. But anyway, so Ekin and Eki are playing. Ekin's using a converted, uh, they're playing on PS5. He's using an Xbox controller. And it's Wi-Fi, it's, so it's a Wi-Fi converter. His controller had really bad delay on player switching and everything in the first game. And he didn't say anything until he was down 4 nothing. And even on the broadcast, me and Grizz like mentioned like his player switching just isn't on. And we had literally said that. And... I guess there was like latency because the consoles were like off stage. Yeah. And 
and he handled it really well. Like he tweeted about it, that like he was really upset about, it. and he was visibly upset about. It. Like he, because after it got reset, and I don't know what they did. I don't know if they moved the console. I don't know because again, I was on the stage. Like I couldn't see how they fixed it. Um, but the next game they fixed it, and Ekin like like Eki survived. He won in two games because the first one he won four one. But even after the reset, when he was up four nothing, Ekin scored the only goal afterwards. And then the second game, Eki just survived. I think it was an overtime. Now- did did Eki have the same issue, but he called like a timeout or something? He mentioned like he was having an issue. Yeah, um, like and, started... and I think that just comes from like people competing in these yeah. events. Like you get kids, they're, they're they know they're on a big broadcast, big production. They're nervous about saying anything, right? After the fourth goal, and it was like clear because like he switches so late to his player. He Ekin literally gets up and goes to like the the stage guy and like calls like a timeout. So like. They they restarted the game at the time. Obviously, they couldn't do anything but the score because that would have been unfair to Eki. You know, it was just a really unfortunate sequence of events for him. Um, and you got to think that all the time that goes into like trying to win, you know, and e- Ekin has fallen just short a bunch of times, right? Like he's yeah. always right. There. It reminds me of like Gren before he won last year, where he would get to the GWC like the the draft like the live Persian, and then would just never get that those wins. Um, so I felt bad for him. Eki felt bad for him. Eki even said in like the thing, he's like, he's going to win one day. Yeah. Like, you know, it's yeah. getting harder and harder. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, it was, it was a, a really good event outside of that. And hopefully I think that everything was, um, on DreamHack side and, and production side, they're going to really fix that issue for sure. Make sure it doesn't happen. The next time is in Montreal. Uh, I don't know the venue yet. Um, I'm, I'm curious to where it'd be because it'll be attached to the draft. So I don't know if it's like in the bell center or where it is. I have no idea yet, but, Really excited for that because obviously I'm, you know, a lot more, I, I know a lot more people. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited for, there'll be more, just more people down there. And obviously it's like my scene, like I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but the, the Euros were, they were great. I got to meet a couple of them. Uh, Cape from, he plays on, uh, he plays on one of the best like Sixes teams there. I had seen him on Twitter for a couple of years. I got to meet Estor. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And Estor him, was man. like, great guy. when I first started streaming NHL, he was like someone I would watch and like want to be like, cause his stream, he, he always had like great views. He's been around for so long and he was so good. Um, so it was really nice meeting Estor and Ken was there from, from sports, uh, from sports CG. And, um, yeah, man, it was, just, it was really good, man. I had a, I had a really, really good, uh, really good time traveling back dude. 21 hours total for me to oh, God. wake up, get the car service, go to the Bel- uh, the, the Belgium airport. Dude, we go through customs there two or sorry you go through security two hours to go through um customs dude there was thousands of people that were late for their flights yeah like it was absurd like i got on the plane because i'd gotten there early enough i got on the plane i flew out last i got on the plane five minutes before it was supposed to depart and a thing went over the loudspeaker being like there's 70 people still in line that have checked their bag that haven't come yet so two and a half hours later, I fell asleep, woke up, and I'm like, oh, man, we're in the air. Like, that was great. Opened up the window, didn't leave the tarmac. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, good God. Did you have a uh, Stroopwafel over there? I did not. Man, I did, that's the one thing I didn't. Uh, so uh, my man Kevin from the NHL, he was, like, dead set on trying, like, local cuisine. And mm-hmm. he got this thing in the Netherlands called Blood Sausage. And it's, like, 70% blood. That, that, oh, uh, yeah. It was uh, no, no chance. Yeah, it was an experience. Uh, I did not. I went with like fish and chips and like classic, yeah. like I because I you know I tried I tried beer from everywhere that was like local. I found oh, this yeah, one beer uh, called I think it was called Brandweiler, and it was like 
it took me a couple times because there was like they were heavy on the hops on on a lot of them locally there in, in, yeah. uh, in the Netherlands. But then I found this one. I was like, whoo, this is dangerous. So uh, that was when I drank the rest of it. But um, no, man, it was it was it was really fun. I'm excited for the future of GWC because I got a little sense in the background of what it's going to be like or what the attempt is going to be like and things they want to fix and improve upon. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, I really think that they want to put an emphasis on getting back to like the worlds. So mm-hmm. having Europeans play the, you know, the North Americans at the finals, obviously that was the plan this year. Uh, Braylon didn't know like COVID is the reason why because you have to have, you have to understand for the NHL to run an event legal has to put out a document stating this is exactly how this event is going to run. They can't make an amendment in February. Like this is how it is going to run. It's for a hundred thousand dollars. You can't have people, you know, being like, uh, you know, have it different expectations once you announce the event. Yeah, and there's so many countries involved. Exactly, with that was the laws. issue. I'd imagine it's so difficult to plan something like that not knowing what's going on. So you remember back in December, like Omicron was gigantic. Like it, yeah, it, like so they they just couldn't do that. So. Um, I mean, and even now, cases are going up quite a bit. I know that uh, less severe overall. Mm-hmm. Like now, if you get COVID, mostly it's just like you know, bad cold. Yeah, like um, yeah, I think but, I think now we're at a point now where it's just like it's just accepted that this is going to be a part of our lives probably for yeah. the next two decades. And I'm saying mostly, you know, I don't know. I'm sure there's some severe cases. Oh, for I, sure. I haven't had it yet. Knock on wood, but um, it seems I've like had it and it better. sucked a lot. I had it in the Dominican, yeah. which was not yeah. a good thing, but. Yeah, so yeah. I think next year we're going to see a more traditional like 2019 GWC, and I think that'll be good for everyone because that event was like wh- that is probably going to be my favorite event of all time, depending on see how Montreal goes. But uh, I got worried. I mean, uh, not only was that event great, there were so many great games, right? Like John Wayne and Eki, and then Cookie winning it all. Like, dude, I guess would there be a better uh, GWC game than John Wayne and Eki and uh, John Wayne scoring those goals like that? I don't know, man. Like, this is why I I hate. Like, obviously, I I don't like when the stream is not live. Obviously, in a perfect world, you want to have a live stream. That final series that the between Jamal the Man and Eki, and the fact that like once Domi lost, like once so Jamal the Man played 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 Domi. It was like there was like a a feeling of like Eki beat Ekin. That was the finals. Yeah. And it in the first game, Eki like kind of dominated, and it was like, all right, he's gonna go back to back. But like, I don't know if it was the pressure because Jamal the man was like newer. He didn't have it. Like he wasn't expected to go this far at all. And uh, Eki was like, you know, the the three time like trying to go back to back, and like there's pressure in that, you know. Mm-hmm. There's people in North America that, that discredits the EU region, and I, in, in terms of competitive NHL, and I understand the depth is nowhere near close, but it is still difficult with the game that we play to to win and be the best in anywhere consistently, right? Yeah, I was talking about this like just by sheer population. Like, if you were to take the top 100 players in the world, I would honestly say this is no disc, disc, like you know, you know, discredit to Europeans. Like, I would say probably 20 would be in the yeah, top 100, for sure. you know, yeah. and maybe, and like Eki and a few would be like up high, like in the top 10, maybe. And, and then there's just, but you have to understand that like, there's like millions, like way, like, you know what I mean? Like more population, like, like I, it's so, it's just not really fair to like that, to say that they're obviously the North American market is like better for like competitive gameplay. Cause you have, you know, thousands of more competitive players. Right. So, yeah, uh, but I'm excited. I, it needs to be worlds again. Because yeah, clearly the NAs and EUs do not like each other whenever there's a stream. Yeah. That Tampa Bay stream was electric, and we need at any point. So um, we'll have to wait and see. 
there was a tweet. I don't know how much you know. Uh, you know how much is behind it, but knowing uh, my man from the New York Islanders, Jordan, who I got to hang out with a lot this weekend, if if Rags wins the North American portion of the GWC, I would be pretty stuck. I would not be surprised to see a world where they bring Aki and and the, the two Islanders reps. Yeah, I and, uh, dude, I, I think I think Riggs is gonna win. Like, I, I would I would bet a lot of money on it. Man, like, I don't know why this is. I don't, because maybe because I don't see Greg's play a lot anymore. Yeah. Because he was, like, this year, like, he didn't play as much as prior years. Like, he even said that. And he didn't stream a lot because he was streaming for the Islanders. And he had to focus on sixes quite a bit. And he didn't perform well in the in the Tampa Bay Lightning event. So it was like there was like for me I don't know why I'm like not like having him. Uh, dude, he uh, I don't even think there's like a sixes event going on right now. No, like isn't. leading up to those prior qualifiers, like there's nobody close to him. It's crazy. Um, and if, he, if he keeps playing like he's been, I dude, I would put him against the field. I would put him at like plus one twenty. Like that's how good I think he is. Really? Yeah, that's I, how good I think I he can't is. wait to see how Polgs does because do you remember like NHL twenty? And again, I apologize for anyone that isn't into the NHL esports scene, but I guess this is a good education on it. Uh, and we have to talk about Hut mandatory, mandatory NHL. We have to talk about it. NHL, it's the number one hockey ultimate team podcast. Hundred percent, the best. It's the number one hockey ultimate team podcast in the world. So, uh, um, yeah. So like NHL twenty, Regs didn't win, but that was like the most dominant year of NHL esports. Yeah. He he won like three team based events because that was prior to COVID happening. NHL 20 comes out at 19, right? COVID ha- hits, like, March of, 20, of 2020. He had won, like, three events. No one could touch him. And then the GWC went online, and he lost to... Uh, he Did he beat Gren in the in Canada? Yeah, because... Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was the Canadian regional champion. He was, yeah. But there was no... Oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm mixing it up. I'm mixing you're, it up. You're, you're combining two years. NHL 19, he won every single team event. That but he lost to X-Dubs to qualify. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it was like that 99 overall, like, hut where I don't know if his team was that good compared yeah. to X-Dubs. Yeah. Um, so that's what happened. That was what, because yeah. He was the, he was the best up. player that year. Yeah, like, and it wasn't really close, but he lost to X-Dubs, who got, who famously, like, lost t- four times in one GWC. Yeah, the only right? guy that'll ever do that, right? Only guy. But, um, yeah, so, like, that was, um, that, that, I want to see if, like, Polgs, like, what happens? It, it's, it's weird this year, because there's, we talk about this a lot, there's no, there's very few glitch goals, if any. If yeah, you consider and it's the, like, and it's, the Polgs goal, I don't consider a glitch. Like, there is a strong setup to get that set up. Yeah, and it's somewhat, I don't want to say easy to defend, um, but it's, like, you see it happening, and you just have to stand between, um, the passer and mm-hmm. the receiver, right? Yep. Um, not only that, like, it's also tough this year because, like, who who does Polgs play on Xbox? And it's, like, who does Regs play? I know, but, like, the competition on each console um, is so drained compared to prior years. Yep. Can't take and away... And I, I think Regs, I think Regs has tougher competition on PS5. Oh, yeah. Polgs, and it's not even close. Um, here's, here's a dangerous scenario. So, like, we have seen a lot... Oh, no, it just got disproven with Sap Alien. So in that first series of how the GWC works, guys, and again, every Saturday you can watch the GWC. So this week, I believe, is the PS4 Finals. I believe is the PS4 Finals, so like uninstall and Geimer. Um, what'll happen is the upper bracket finals play. There's, there's three guys left at this point in the tournament. The two guys will play. The winner of that series will move on to Montreal no matter what. He'll he'll move on to the next spot, and they'll play for, like, seeding. 
the loser of that series goes down and then they have to play someone to go to Montreal. And every time that I've seen that happen in NHL esports, the person who loses and has to go and play a quote unquote lesser skilled player, or like, you know, they're not, you know, they're not the favorite. It usually because they've just like famously it happened with Eki. Eki lost to John Wayne in the final minute, had to go play Nuke, and Nuke won, and Eki finished fourth. Because after you've lost oh, that, Eki finished fourth that year. Yeah, he lost oh, to Nuke off stream. Oh. Like you didn't like yeah, like it was. Oh, okay. You have to go and play, and you know that you had your shot at Montreal, and now you have to go and play. Now the pressure is ramped way up. So yeah. what's about to happen on PS5 is Gren and Regs are going to have this ultimate showdown because they can't get away from each other, which is great. But it's not happening in the finals yet. The loser of that series is going to go down and play Aves. And if it's Gren, Aves took a game off Gren. You know, like, it, it could like that would be one of the biggest upsets, I think. If Aves moves on to Montreal... For a guy that technically um, originally wasn't, wasn't even in the tournament, yeah, he was thirty third. Yep, like that's that's. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, we said this last week. I think Aves is a top fifteen player now. Yeah, like in North America for sure. Like he proved yeah. himself. Uh, he's improved a lot over the just this season. But uh, like that'll be that's going to be a crazy one because if he wins a game one of that first one to go to like, man, he's going to have a tough competition. He's got to beat Regs or Gren, and uh, I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. So it, part of me. Wants to see Regs and Gren go to Montreal. First of all, like, you know, Regs is my boy. So, like, Gren, it's just good story, you know? But then part of me was like, dude, the absolute chaos if Aves knocks out Junior Pens, who we thought would do very well with how NHL 22 plays. Yeah. And then knocks out Gren or Regs as my camera froze. One second. Yeah. On the uh, thing. It's just, it'll be, we're getting to the point now where GBC gets really fun to watch, in my opinion. Like, I just think if you, if you have not checked out NHL esports, definitely try it over the next couple weekends, every Saturday. And the live final happens the day before the draft in Montreal. And I'm excited for that. I don't know. Again, I don't know what the venue will be, but uh, I'm glad that they tied it to the draft because I think you got to think that some of these kids play. Like, NHL. Some of them. Like who? What do you mean? Like the draftees, sorry, the draftees. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah, like because I, I think a lot of people have run into some of these guys on like Hut with their ninety nine cards. For right? sure, absolutely. Yeah, like NHLers. I feel like once you get into the NHL, it's like, do you want to go back to work? Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like that's the sentiment. A lot of these guys play Warzone. They don't play NHL. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that trip was awesome. I'm excited for Montreal. Really excited. Um, it's gonna be really fun. And I hope for any listeners, I think that it's like you know reach out you might be able to come to the venue you might be able to come and, and watch it live i don't know i know they like the live crowd so uh i don't know the ins and outs yet but we'll reach out on twitter and i'll see if i can get some answers for you but uh nice. all right moving on you said you had some content ideas dude yeah dude i was thinking the other day and i was talking to me. nathan um there's nothing to do content wise in nhl right right for now. as a youtuber or what both streaming mm-hmm. and youtuber yeah is there anything you could do that would be fun like the only thing that would be fun at this stage is to make like a bronze team and start in division 10 and work up to division one. Okay. All but right, fair enough. Right. And like that's as a YouTuber, like that's that, like that's okay. But you're the only reason you're doing it is for YouTube. Yeah. I don't find a lot of enjoyment of it anymore. And it's yeah. because I like the old online seasons was perfect for this. Like, I, I did know. it in NHL 20 because of the last year of online seasons because there's, like, a clear, like, you get something, get a pack, now you're in Division 9, and, like, it was, I don't know, which Rivals is very is, is much the same, but the player base is also a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah, that was my thing. I was like, oh, I'm not doing anything in the summer. Like, I should probably do something content-wise. 
So I was talking to Nathan the other day and I had a couple ideas for ways to engage the whole community, I think. Um, and if anybody takes this idea uh, that's like a bigger content creator, I will call you out. Uh, not that that matters. Uh, but, you know, there's a couple people that listen to this that might pass it off as their own. So the first thing I was thinking, um, I'll give you two things I'm throwing at you. Uh, the Summer Challenge series, okay? Um, maybe, we, maybe we can find a sponsor uh, to sponsor this. Isles Gaming is one of them. I actually did reach out to Jordan and messaged him. Um, so come up with a, a list of 10 challenges to do, right? Um, each challenge gets increasingly harder to do. Like the first one might be win a versus game with an NHL team. The second one might be, you know, win with an AHL team. You go down until you get to like Team Japan, right? And then like the final most difficult one might be like win a online versus game with Team Japan on broadcast camera view. Nearly impossible, but if you have a big enough prize pool, um, like $500 to $1,000, um, it's something that can engage uh, a lot of content creators. So the rules would be um, if you're streaming this, um, you have to include like Summer Challenge Series sponsored by X, right? Um, creates a lot of impressions and engagements, maybe over a couple weeks. Um, part of the issue with this, I was thinking, is that like, you know, say say you're streaming this and you're competing in it, even though you wouldn't be. Um, somebody might stream snipe you and give you the win because they want you to get the money. So then it got to the next point. Why don't we just do it in squad battles, right? So each week would have an active, active period, right? So the first week, the first challenge might be... Uh, you have a bronze squad. You play on rookie two minutes. Uh, whoever scores the most goals during that week, you submit the VOD, and you're the you're the winner of that week, right? Second week might be like a silver team or like a truculence team. Uh, four minutes rookie most hits wins that week, right? So each per each content creator on Twitch is trying this for the week. Okay. Um, trying to get the high score. Final week might be like superstar most goals wins. You know. I think that's a fun idea to engage the uh, the streaming community. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, like it. I dude, I don't know what it is. I don't have no interest in playing NHL. Oh, I know, right? I tried. I tried last week, and I I got half a period, and and then I quit. And then somebody. So so I, I played a, I played a game with my like hunt restricted squad. Yeah, you know, kind of like a salary cap thing. And I was down like two or three nothing because I have like one ninety nine overall player on my team, a bunch of like seventies. And I get a message from this guy, and he's like, is this really you? And I was like, yeah, what, what do you mean? And I was like, he's like, I can't believe I'm winning. Like, oh, da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I have, I have like 70s on my team. And he's like, oh, I'm going to remember this. Like, so there was an idea that, like, I floated a little while ago. Like, I would love that progression mode. We, we Here's the thing, dude. We have nothing. We, <laughs> have, not, we have to work outside the box in NHL. Dude. I saw like a tweet from uh, I don't remember who it was. I don't remember what it was. I don't know who it was from about how like you know um they they have to like for a year I would love to see it if they don't do anything in terms of fixing like modes and stuff and just fix the actual stuff that's in the game and it was for ESHL. I think it was Wingles. I think it was Wingles. And I'm yeah. like how different are these two games? Where, like, if you don't put new stuff in the hut for, like, two... Like, dude, like, it's a complete opposite, right? Like, obviously, you know, you know, uh, fix your game. But, like, could you imagine they don't add anything new and they just try to fix, like... Uh, what else, How could you fix, like, what's going on in Rivals and make it interesting? Like, there needs to be new stuff. A it's... leaderboard would help that a little bit. Um, th th but there's no way to do, like... 
I don't I don't watch any YouTube. I don't know what like what like Enrique I know is posting packs nonstop. We all are. Yo, shout out to Thrash. 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 I mean, Thrash. I am now doing that because I can't tell you why they bring in the most views. And sure, that's fine. As a business, I'm like, sure, I'll rip packs. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I apologize. I don't like it. I'm stoked for, you know, for for people that that enjoy it. You know, like Thrash loves it. Thrash is enjoying the game, which is dangerous. I mean, like, good for him, but like, good. Like, I. It's making me dislike him a little bit. And he's the nicest guy ever. He's the nicest. I say that in a nice, with all due respect to the Thrash. I'm like, how are you enjoying this? And I don't know if it's like, because I had to talk to him about this. And we're doing like a franchise challenge. Yeah. And I had to talk about this. And I'm like, I'm wondering if it's tied to like success. He's doing very well this year. Um, I had the same kind of thing last year. And twenty, I view 21 as like this like great game. Like not great, but like pretty good experience, even though it was like the yeah. gold collectible system and all that. And I'm just wondering if it's like, you know, if it's like success. And like obviously, you know, your best year, you're going to enjoy it, right? But he's finding ways to uh, to enjoy playing the game and all the credit to him. And I think like it, dude, there's lots of casual players out there that like, Still enjoy playing it. Um, I think that, that we're running in what me and you and other people like us are running into is that simply we are trying to play a game that is not meant to be played at the level and amount that we're doing. And I've heard developers say that. Yeah. Oh, that's 100% true. And you know what I mean? Like we're playing it at like MMO amount of hours. Like we're playing like zero to 60 Warcraft, like yeah. amount of hours when there is maybe a thousand hours of people have thousands of games played at 15 minutes on average for quit outs and whatnot like that's an absurd amount of time you know so we're talking like two three thousand hours and it's like dude, like, what else is there I know. um and what scares me a lot is we haven't had we haven't we haven't really had any any game changer talks yet usually they don't happen until well around later this month july i guess we haven't had any so again full disclosure there my fear is that well, not my fear, but like my guess is that they are doing everything in their power to make this game cross console. It is not as easy as copying what Madden and FIFA do, um, because it's simply different code. Yeah. So if if all of the resources going into cross console and cross console is in the game at launch, that's pretty good. Uh, that will uh, we've said this a number of times. That is the number one thing that needs to happen. But we've also said that that doesn't fix the game. It allows you to make the fixes to the game. Because in one year or two years or three years, however long it takes to develop those new things. Yeah, like once cross console works and the odds of it working next year, like yeah. this could like I could potentially see this being one of the biggest disasters of the franchise. Could you imagine the pressure on them right now? Because like if they come out with cross console, no way it works. Easily a desync issue or something that comes up that allows like Xbox players to just unplug their controller and then bang they get a win, you know yep. like that's gonna happen. Yeah. And like man, I mean, like, you would hope a, a multi-billion-dollar company would have the testing. Um, but it's like, not a multi-billion-dollar company. It's know, EA NHL. It's a, it's a subset. The EA Vancouver with EA Sports NHL that has that micro budget. Oh, I know. Which is always going to be the issue because if like EA Sports as a whole got like separated perfectly across, dude, NHL would be banger game. If we got a fraction of that FIFA money, oh my goodness, dude, we'd have an incredible game. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm 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 pessimistic because you know, uh, 
I don't see them adding a big feature. I don't know what they could add. Like, X-Factors, it wasn't even that big. It was literally, that's a copy from Madden. And imagine, if you take away what, if X-Factors being in NHL 22, it is the, we've talked about this, this is the worst year-over-year game in years. Yeah, it was really funny. Uh, somebody in your Discord, actually, uh, I, I, I responded to somebody, and he was like, you know what, I would enjoy NHL 22 if, like, uh, you know, it just had these things from NHL 21 gameplay-wise. Um, and I was like, well, you're just describing the only differences that were actually between the game. Because if you would enjoy it, that's basically NHL 21 then. Um, like, because, like, year over year, like, even when, when it comes to gameplay, it was almost, like, only negative things, I think. Because, um, like, passing got worse and stuff like that. Um, I think the flow of the game just got in, uh, just a lot worse. I honestly think that, like, NHL 22's gameplay... I struggled more than I've ever had, so that might be a biased take. You know, as the memes about me being bad, that's fine. I'm not that bad. Yeah. But this is my worst year that I've had. Like, I almost made GWC last year. It'll only get worse. Probably. But, Please. like... I mean, more, more content, you know, getting older, like... The, the way that the game plays... So, like, in 21, the biggest problem was intercepts. Yeah. If you added intercepts, like, the it wasn't even, like... All they did was turned off the intercept model. It's not like yeah. they did something to to fix it or anything like that. They literally just turned it off to try and force like a manual defensive meta, which did not work because the stick in physics wasn't a thing. So if you would have just done what they did with 22 in terms of the stick in physics, I liked the flow in the game. But then it's like the only big difference is our glitch goals are there. And I don't think that glitch goals help the game. I mean, the passing, too. Oh, sorry. And the passing. Yeah, Yeah, the passing. Again, it's like they're trying to cater to... Third-line hockey when we should cater to first-line hockey. Uh, So the reason I'm... Go ahead. No, the reason I'm saying that is I I tweeted something last night. I was watching that Oilers and Avalanche game, right? It's a 6-5 overtime game, Avalanche win. And um, John Wayne responded something about, like, you know... Uh, really you should be talking about how awful our game is compared to this beautiful sport. It was like something like that. And it had me thinking like, um, you know, the one thing the game doesn't replicate and it replicates less and less each year is the actual speed of the the real sport. And I think we've gotten away from that. Like you watch hockey, it's a fast sport. You go to a live game, it's a fast sport. And it seems like the game's just getting slower each year. And it's like, they're trying to like make it so you're playing like Zach Hyman and not like, you know, Connor McDavid. And... I'll, Zach Hyman's a great first line. I'll winger. say this. Uh, I'll say this. I think that like that isn't a card issue. I think that's the progression issue. Because McDavid at the beginning of the year, like at launch of the game, I would say is extremely noticeable. But the yeah. issue that NHL runs into so like I get what you're saying where it seems slower. I think it's like yeah. artificially slower because at when everyone's ninety nine, there is no separation. You don't yeah. feel the speed, but technically, if you went and played like a launch team, you would. And now the memes would be like, "Dude, my my base headman can keep up with McDavid." If uh, they came off the, if they came on the ice at the same time, like I would love to see clips of that happening. If you started the game, you went behind your net and you took ninety nine Connor McDavid, and you had base headman as your defenseman. There is no way if you turned him around that he would be able to keep up. No, I know. You know, so yeah. it, it. I think it. It's just. It's a the hardest game to implement power creep and what what's crazy is like i think there is too many attributes or there's too many attributes that each player has in game that don't impact the things that are important in game 
So the only important things is like in hockey ultimate team or in versus, or I guess in sixes speed after speed, it's weight and height or height. And then it's like, that's it. Like, dude, like that is it. Like your shot does not seem better as it gets higher. You know, like, and there's no way to quantify any of these stats. There is no way to quantify strength. There is no yeah. way to quantify. Hey, Sleeves, this is a reboot, man. We talked about it. It's, you know, I guess this is what uh, this is what we get for doing the uh, the weekly hot podcast. Yeah, like it, that's you that's know? the unfortunate part. So like, you almost need to dumb it down and have less attributes. Like I don't know. Like I don't envy them because it is the hardest game to to make a simulation of. Easily the it's hardest. Just, I, I I just still can't get over. Uh just in my opinion what is like the flow of the game this year just being so sloppy like everything's just sloppy hockey i agree like you the know? passing the dude the, the passing to the point like d to d how many times have you thrown it back in your own zone uh, i watched Eki do it multiple times yeah i watched the, the best, best player, player in, in europe do it three times yeah. in his run and it's just like oh my god and it's funny because what they're doing is they're trying to make a skill gap so i can appreciate what they're trying to do right but it's like their game doesn't like how do they take away the controller thing in instant replay? That would solve all of this. Because if you could go into replay and see it, like how your controller yeah. is doing, like why is that not in the game? And why was that not patched in this year too? Like it was, I think I know that was that. I think that's one of the things did. that's underrated that people don't realize that's gone that would solve a ton of this. Because there's You know proof. what's funny? How many arguments did that save? Like you used to play sixes, oh. same with me. How many times during a game where you're like, oh, yeah, no, dude, I was aiming there. I don't know why it went to the middle of the goalie. And, like, the guy that was probably the best player on the team paused it. And he's like, no, look where you aimed it. You know, it probably saved a lot of people, like, you know, in some arguments by not having that there. But, like, so, like, for the the D to D thing, I would love to just see, okay, I'm not aiming directly at the player. And if that's the case, then I need to sit there and just work on that like you can work yeah. on that you can but like there it just is not it's not in the game like it, it i don't understand why nhl the video game just takes things out of the game so much and we never got an that answer one for that. i think that, we asked i mean that one was that new the, the frostbite engine right for i believe so yeah right i think it had something to do with frostbite not allowing because replay wasn't even in the game or something at launch remember that like it was like there was something off about it. I don't right? know if that was in the beta test. Maybe we're maybe we're exposing, but there was something yeah. where we couldn't. The re- replay wasn't like in, and obviously that needed to be. Those some of those early alpha builds for NHL 22 were were crazy. Yeah, they were. Know, just because it was like the new engine and stuff and tinkering with things. Do you have what? Are you, what's your prediction for 23? Better than 22. It can't be worse. I, it can't be worse. Oh, right? I mean, I guess if cross console is an actual tire fire. Yeah. Like, if yeah, you right. can't turn so, off cross console, like. Uh, so, but here's the thing, though. What if you can turn it off, right? So you have somebody that's just like, oh, there's better players on the other console. I don't want to deal with it. And, like, let's say it works perfectly. That that kind of sucks. You see somebody that's like, you know, 20. No, that's a very small percentage of the player base that impacts. I, I think, it. you know what? It could be worse if the cross console was like, if that happens and that's in the game. Um and it's just broken this is the first time that we've seen a d like a desync issue in like the hut era where they had to freak out and figure out a patch like you remember december they came with that patch and it was like the game you could not play for like two weeks like it was like 
and that doesn't happen very often. Like and obviously dude, the game, it like even impacted squad battles. Yeah, that's how bad it was. It was right? it was a mess where they had to come up with a band aid and remove the the AR thing, which was like one yeah. of their selling points of the game. Like the I think it, is that in the game now? Yeah, they patched it back in. Okay, but yeah, like that, like I don't see how they can get cross console to work without having a lot of those issues. I think you have to assume that it, at some point it would be in the game based on the other sports games under EA. What do you mean, like cross making console? this push? Yeah. Oh, one thousand percent. Like, there is no way that their main thing right now is not cross console. Like, I would bet yeah. like it's seventy percent of what they're what they're adding into the game. Like, I I don't expect them to come out with something NHL twenty three. Here's our banner new thing about the game, and it is not cross console. Now, the one thing I do want to see, like. Gameplay wise, I'll always have fun because it's a hockey game, but I was more frustrated this year than in many years. Um, I just I, I think the game would be better right off the bat if just passing um if they turned it know, back the, to what it was. Back to what it was, but like they fixed that player locking the where it locks onto that far player. Like if they fix that for passing, I would have a better time too. I agree. That thing and the backskating. The player automatically the on a they're trying to defend yeah, them. Yeah, like, there's I, some AI fixes, but but to me like I mean, passing is like the main thing you do in a hockey game, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, passing is like something that happens every single possession. So if that's just better, it, it just would improve the game like, overall for me. Yeah, it definitely makes it less sloppy. Like that's the one thing I noticed is that because of the stick in physics, the game was just clunky. Because when you had a guy, oh, like it was like wacky yeah, and you just mentioned it. Like, yeah, like the the stick getting caught on players, causing those like five to ten seconds of gameplay where the pucks just lose. Yeah, right. Do you remember that, that one? Do you remember that one clip I had of turning like a TikTok where like my guy they they just both of them try to kick the puck to themselves? Yeah, and it was like six times, and I ended up getting scored on overtime. It's like one of my favorite clips. But no, like that on top of the play on top of the passing is what made it look ugly. Like it just mm-hmm. it looked yeah like what you were saying it just looked really sloppy. So yeah, yeah I think if, if passing goes back to what it was, and I can appreciate them trying to create a skill gap, but saucing is like a skill gap. Because there is no a, there is no aim assist. There's nothing when it comes to manually saucing, and they just made it where passing is like that too. And I enjoy that for sure. Like I can I can appreciate what they're trying to do, but I don't trust the game to do what they're doing. Like I, I need I need to see the thing in Instagram. I don't right. with like the locking on and stuff. It just it yeah, and and you can't see it. You can't like oh yeah no I was aiming there right. So you can't see that in the instant replay. So there's no proof it's working as intended. Which is, yeah, like the biggest thing. Like it definitely yeah. needs to be some of that going on. Guys, always on the comments, let us know like what are your like biggest thoughts. Like that's always fun to like to read those. We haven't read comments in a while. We should probably get back to doing that. Yeah, we should. And I actually, I always enjoy reading the comments on the YouTube videos you post. Yeah, most of them are just like, crapping that's one on thing. me. Yeah, that's, like, that's one thing I try to do every week is uh, read the comments because uh, there's always some good ones. Anything else about NHL? I don't know. Um, I I hope the Avalanche win uh, the Stanley Cup. Um, I, I would. I was. I don't want to see Tampa or the Rangers win. Although I don't I, either. I, I'm. It's becoming this thing where like, so I I like I like moments in sports that we'll never see again. So like the Cubs winning the World Series, I yeah. really enjoyed that. I don't give. I don't care about the Cubs at all. I'm a Red Sox fan, so it's a different league. Like I don't care about the Cubs at all. But getting to see something that hadn't been done like 108 years, like that was cool right yeah it was awesome i don't like seeing back-to-back stanley cup champions because it's boring in my opinion i think that once your team gets knocked out in hockey it's tough because the way the form i've said this before i think that nhl playoffs get worse and worse as you go further because of how the first round is seven the first round is the best round in any sport 
It's electric. And uh, because the team is that match up with like 110 points, they're at conference finals in the first round, essentially. Yeah. And we're seeing it now. We had a sweep from Florida against Tampa. And then like the only good one was, was like basically the only really good one was Carolina and the Rangers. But it's like not a lot of people are like big on the Carolina. And while the Rangers mm-hmm. have a huge fan base, if you're not a Rangers fan, you hate the Rangers. Like it's, I, and I think that's the only team I'm rooting against act- yeah. actively. And that's know? just because of their social media presence. Like their fan base yeah. is just, it's very tough to deal with. Like on a social media, you got to yeah. really, you got to do it hard to ignore. But so now we're in a situation where like Tampa's like going, or the Islanders are going this crazy run. I was super wrong about them. They were really good or better than I, I thought that it would be a few more years before they were like a real Stanley Cup contender. But they are, they, you know, they're, pushing tampa to the limits uh um, mean rangers yeah the rangers are yeah yeah, yeah. yeah sorry i was like the islanders wait were they in the- sorry <laughs> sorry sorry i was hanging out with jordan too much and in, in yeah i know isles gaming's on your mind <laughs> uh, um, tampa like i don't like seeing repeat champions because it's boring when do you think in the salary cap era we'll ever see a three-time stanley cup champion like, i think this would be it right i, like, I mean because <sighs> there's so many good teams right that have the that have the team to do it. I think Colorado would have the core to do it, but it's so hard to keep them it's together. Nearly... Like that's the thing. Like yeah. you need to win a cup. You need like what like the Leafs portion, like where all three of like their kids. So they had Matthews, Marner, and Nylander. They're all drafted like the same time or in that same two or three years because then they're like their bridge deals before they go and get their first gigantic enormous contract. Like they're together. Right, not to say that Toronto will win, but like that's an example. You need like say with with uh, the Avalanche, like Ranton and Landis Cog McKinnon, like same kind of thing. McKinnon's team friendly contract like really saves. Well, them that's much. what you need. You need that. You need those players to actually take those team friendly contracts. I don't think you should ever expect that from a player, though. No. But I mean, like you had uh, Crosby those years too, take probably a couple million less than he could have gotten. You had Malkin do that. Uh, Latang do that at one point. And those were so all drafted right back. around the same time. Like a perfect exactly. example. And then I think you saw the Blackhawks. You had Kane and Taves massively overpaid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they kind of fell off right after that. Yeah. Tampa, with that, you know, no income tax or whatever they have in Florida, they've been able to get some pretty good deals out of their players. Yep. Um, and then also, whenever you have such a great team, you have those veterans come in at like a million or whatever. Like Corey Perry, come on, like. You what's what's crazy too is like once you win a cup like it's so hard to get knocked out like because you have yeah. that mentality like it is you can see a cup champion or a team that has won a cup that has a lot of players that have won a cup together like Washington like I don't think anyone expected Washington to give Florida that much trouble and Florida had to come back in a lot of those games and they mm-hmm. had a far superior team um so like and then we saw it with Tampa Toronto dude Tampa survived Toronto but that game six and seven like dude they have no mentality that they don't know how to win. Like, they don't know what it's like in that elimination game to win. So, and Tampa's like, yeah, we've done this, like, 19 times. I know. Imagine the confidence, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was the, even thinking about that watching uh, Game 3 at Tampa and uh, New York dude, whenever Tampa came. I think they were down 2-0. Yeah. And it was like they just turned it on, and it it's just wild. looked like a completely different series at that point. Um, one thing I do want to point out about these playoffs, because I love that we're seeing it now, all the absolutely terrible takes about uh, McDavid, right? So I always I always love reading just like the, the the idiots of the idiots on Twitter, right? So McDavid had what I think is the best playoffs I've ever seen in my life, by far. And Drysaddle, both of them in combination. And then you know it's like stat. eighty, yeah, eighty percent great like comments about them, and then like the twenty percent is like 
you know, McDavid doesn't play defense. This is why this team will never win a cup. He's not a real winner. I've like never Crosby. seen that. Oh God. You've no- oh, dude, I took screenshots of it today. I was about to send it to somebody. Dude. Yeah, dude. There's like, it's bad. Like they, I saw a stat. This was before Game Two. They had like 26 points apiece. That was more points than the cons than the playoff leader in scoring had in the entire their entire playoffs. It was like of the last 20 years, it was like 14 times. Like they, yeah. it was that those and they were in the they were in the third round. They hadn't dude, even Crosby made it. won the con Smythe with 19 points uh, like five years. Like ago. it was normal, dude. I was looking at other teams too, like Fox and Zabinajad have like over 20 in the third round. I was like, good lord! Like scoring seems to be like just up so much in the playoffs. Like it has got to be the highest it's ever been in a long time. Yeah, especially and I think with this Mike year. Smith. They're actually calling um <laughs> right. They're actually calling penalties now um, in the playoffs, which I'd like to see. Um, I mentioned that before on this podcast. I think whenever the playoffs are starting, I was like, like they'll go far if they actually call penalties on the infractions. So that's probably one of the reasons. But uh, no, I agree. Um, All right, let's talk about our top five. We're doing our top five today. We're going to do our top five most hated TV show characters and I'm going to start things off with, at number five, Janice Soprano. She is awful. Uh, you know, the acting, I guess, is good for what she's supposed to be, but there's no redeeming qualities. There's no redeeming story arc. It is awful. Easily one of the most hated ever in the history of television. I am going to reiterate yours because I have her on my list, so I'll do her at number five, too. Because, uh, yeah, no redeeming qualities whatsoever nothing um, like what is it six seasons of just being the worst person like she's just constantly asking or like demanding so like you know what i mean like there's yeah. no like oh she comes out of there and somehow saves tony soprano one time like it's literally just yep yep it's uh, terrible. even then i don't even know if that would redeem her she no. was so bad awful yeah. all right so those are our number fives all right number four is uh john locke from lost okay did you watch lost <laughs> No, I didn't. He was the main character, right? One of them, yeah. And I think the acting was good. Uh, this is purely based on character. He's just, uh-huh. like, always, like, against, like, the protagonist. But he's, like, in his mind thinking, like, this is the right thing to do. And it's, like, always wrong. Yeah. Um, there are some points throughout the series where he's kind of cool. And in the end, he ends up becoming, like, spoiler. I mean, it's from 2005. He ends up becoming, like, one of the... Or watch it. Like, the basically, like, you know not God or the devil, but like, I guess it'd be part of it. Like just, yeah. Uh, didn't like him at all then. And all throughout the show, I've never liked him once. So John Locke is number four. That's a good one. So I'm going to do uh so mine were like hated characters, but also like annoying characters that I, you know, think might've been bad for a show. New season or the season of book of Boba Fett. I hated all those like cyberpunk kids uh, that were like, I was like, okay. this is extremely cringy. I was like, why is this included? They're trying to appeal to, like, some kind of crowd, I guess. I was like, this is terrible. Shouldn't be included. So I'm going to have them as my number four. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. They were, like, I'm a Star Wars fan. And, yeah, I did, uh, did yeah, okay. All right, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't think about that out of the box. But it, yes, was, okay. it was a recent thing. I was like, oh, I hated them. Okay, my next one is Clark Griffin from The 100. She is, like, the main character. Mm-hmm. Just annoying. Like, like every single story she's in and i don't think it's partly maybe i'm not like a fan of her acting but like ugh, no awful like it just and part of it is just bad writing for her 
But yeah, she's always like listed to be like this person that has to save humanity and make these like tough choices. And it's always just so annoying. Like, yeah, obviously so annoying. Um, my number three, I'm going to go with a version of Daenerys from Game of Thrones season eight. Uh, the writers absolutely destroyed the show. Um, all this character development over, you know, all the years that we watched the show was just thrown away um, in the blink of an eye. And uh, Game of Thrones is ruined forever for me due to this. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. yeah, it was really bad. I will say that. I think that, yeah, I guess if you're saying the last season, Daenerys. Yeah, oh, because she was great. And, yeah. and even then, Amelia Clark as an actress did a good job with yeah. the limited you know, stuff that she was given. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, my number two, Julie Cooper from The O.C., same kind of situation. She was just an, she was just portrayed to be like this like sociolite, like just and just horrible. Like she's you're supposed to hate her, mm-hmm. and it, I guess she does her job very good. But then even in the last season, there's like a redemption arc, and even that's really lame. So uh, yeah, just again, the OC is one of my favorite shows. Can't stand yeah. her. Okay, uh, I wonder if we uh, agree. You watch The Office, right? I do not. Oh, okay. Oh, that's one of those Andy, shows that like I wish yeah. I would have, but I have not. We're, yeah, Andy Bernard from The Office, uh, okay. played by Ed Ed Helms. Is that it? Um, he started off okay, and then for like five seasons, he was just the most annoying character ever. I hate that. Yeah, just like there's no. It's just like I hate this guy. Uh, they tried to make him into like a new Michael Scott whenever um, Steve Carell left, and he was just terrible. You know what's funny? Like in in like drama shows where like the first season, there's like the first like half of a first season where like there's like the big bad dude that's like you know like a badass, and then they just turn him into like this like joke character. Yeah, like I don't know. It happens so much. It's so often. Yeah. Um. All right. My number one. I just rewatched this, and like I completely forgot how bad she was as a character. Uh, Skylar White from Breaking Bad. That's I have a Breaking Bad character on here. Is I but I, I if I I would love to be able to guess who it is, but because like I almost put two on here, but I just I feel like recency bias. Skylar White is like I don't like her acting. I I don't like the story. I don't like how she is meant to be hated. I guess, but even yeah, when I think she's that's trying, why they did a great job of it. No, no, but even when she's trying to like defend her family, it's awful. Like it's just like yeah. it's you know what I mean. Like, and I don't know if that's because you're supposed to like Walt, and he's not you're a very so, good person. Like, right. there's a you know yeah oh and he's a terrible person but like he's still the main like you know yeah, character but he of it. clearly is like yeah he ends up having this god complex but he's still like his motivations are somewhat okay but oh god she is awful yeah oh, even like is. in the series like again no i can't act so like you know who am i to judge but not a good actress for that at least for yeah, that I role so. man i don't know i don't know i thought i thought it was great because like i almost included her but then i'm like uh but like she did such a good job because it's like oh you hate her you know? I guess I don't know if you're supposed to hate her. I think like, I don't I think know you're either because feel I, bad for her. you are right. You are. I don't know because how would you react in that situation, right? I guess yeah. Like I, I don't know what it is. I would love to know in the comments if you are supposed to hate Anna Gunn in 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 uh, in Breaking Bad. That's my number I think, one. Though. I think I so many people it. do. So my number one from Breaking Bad. You guess it. It's Marie, her sister. No, no, it's not. So I got, uh, I forget the guy's name in the show. Meth Damon. What's his, uh, I have what's no his idea. name? I don't know the real the, name. The, the, the bad guy. The, uh, oh, Gus Frank? No, 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 no. The sick psychopath that has uh, Aaron Paul tied up at the end. 
Oh, what's, okay, okay. Yeah, what's his character's name? I forget it. His uh, uncle Kevin, I think. Jesse, no, Jesse Plemons. Oh, That's Jesse Plemons, name. you don't like as an actor? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying he's a great actor. I'm saying his character was I like he was like insanely sick. Dude, um, he was so, he was the nicest guy, but he would shoot kids. Yeah. Like he he had that smile, that, you're that right. like smirk. Like he was like a psychopath. I remember just feeling not too many shows make me feel uneasy, but whenever um his character had Aaron Paul like tied up in the back seat and Aaron Paul could see him walking up to the to the house and he shoots the kid, oh, right? Isn't yeah. That what, I was like, wife, "Oh my girlfriend. god." Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That is that is pretty dark. Yeah. He but I think yeah. that that's a good character. Oh, I'm saying it's a great character. Yeah. I hate you know, fair. We enough. had different. We had a little different uh, parameters. I, I guess. guess that's true. I found, I, I yeah. went more annoying. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So I had some of those, and then I had like I hated this character. No, that's fair. He fair was enough. great. He was great, but I hated him. Fair enough. Fair. I almost had yeah. Marie on there, but she's not in the show enough to. She's Amber of... Marie. Wasn't that one of the things? And he's like, I'm working on my minerals. Wasn't yeah. that? It? He has <laughs> yeah. Like, rocks. They're yeah, not working rocks, on my minerals. minerals. <laughs> yeah. That show is I might have to do a rewatch of that show soon. We should do top five worst TV shows because Hank is in one of the I guarantee oh, is that, that newer one is under the dome. <laughs> Dude, that might be the worst show. I watched it from start to finish because I read the book and yeah. the book is in credit to Stephen King book, and I couldn't believe that they were making it a show. I was so amped. <laughs> it, it had to have been one of the worst TV shows, like by like the final season, I was literally only watching it because like it couldn't get worse. I was like, I got to see what they do today. Um, I remember like I didn't watch the show, but I remember that came out shortly after Breaking Bad ended, and I was like, oh, Hank's in a new show. Like maybe I should watch it. Oh I liked my him. God, in. dude, it was so poorly done. That's for another day, bro. Dude, I think you could have a podcast just about Breaking Bad and how great it was. It's funny because like I didn't like it when it was first out because I was like, oh, I like yeah. Sons of Anarchy. I can't like Breaking Bad. It's so dumb yeah. how that is. Isn't it? It's like the old uh, console wars. That's thing, exactly you know? what it is. Like but now there's like enough time in between where you can like anything. But this is like mm -hmm. you only had time to watch one show on like, you know, network television at like, you know, you could there's no like TiVo and stuff, so like you had to like watch it like illegally, and like that was always an issue. So I was like, oh, I only got time for one. Yeah. God, man, absolutely. We should do worst TV shows of all time. Worst TV shows we've watched. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I like that one. That's a, that's an easier one. All right, guys. Well, that is gonna do it for episode 35. Thank you for sticking with us for the dog days of summer, and we will be back next. And we'll probably do another one this week. To be honest, we got to catch up. For we one probably week. should. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Thursday yeah. night. Does that Maybe. work for you? Maybe. Okay. All right. All right, guys. That's going to do it. Peace out. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.